I'm the underdog with the heroic card. I'm Eric Jones Jr. I have to keep pushing for my kids. If I give up, what's that leave them with? Nothing. I have to understand that it's bigger than me. That it's not about me when I wake up and go to work. It's not about me when I'm reading and educate myself. It's not about me when I'm practicing my speeches. It's not about me. It's about my family. Hey, 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 you're now tuned into Underdog Talk. I'm your host, Eric Jones Jr., the underdog with the heroic heart, and I have conversations with successful underdogs, and today I have another successful underdog, Miss Shauna Day. How are you doing today? I'm doing absolutely fantastic. How are you? I'm doing, I don't know how I feel, because today was my last day at my school, and I'm going to another school. Monday. So it's kind of like, you know, I don't get to see my students no more. They're really young. So they kind of understand, but don't understand. So it was kind of a bittersweet day. Yeah, I saw your post that you were starting at a new school. Congratulations. You get to touch more lives. So that's super exciting. Thank you. Yeah, definitely. I definitely. Um, yeah, I'm going to make it. I'm going to be able to impact not just my classroom, but the entire school eventually. Um, so that's it's a good thing, but, you know, seeing the little people, they kind of, oh, you know, they don't really get it. Their parents like, oh, no, you leaving? So it's like kind of like even the parents kind of like, no, nah, you can't leave, but they understand, you know, got to go where the money go. <laughs> and sometimes it's, that, it's just that simple. You got to go where the money go. But um, before we get into, well, since we're talking, I let people know you're from Atlanta, Georgia, and you're a higher education administrator. And we'll get into that in just a second. Today's sponsor is Christian Dewan. That's my own personal brand. I have t-shirts, hoodies, sweatshirts. If you use the promo code underdog talk, you get 15% off. Underdog is spelled U-N-D-D-A-W-G. Then talk, you get 15% off. Christian Dewan, and Dewan is spelled D-E-J-U-A-N.com. Check us out. Um, we definitely going to have some more stuff since school's um, coming around the corner. Uh, so just check us out and use the promo code. So we're going to get into today's conversation with Miss Shauna um, because we're in the education series for Underdog because I'm in education. I want to know more about the challenges and the different things that different people in education deal with or that they see students and parents deal with. So you've been um, in higher education for a little over 20 years, and I'm sure you've seen all kinds of stuff because you're in administration. So you see, you know, people coming in, people going, you know, you probably meet students who have an impact. So before we get into like what you've been doing the last 20 years, was that the goal? Was that what you wanted to do when you were in high school? Was that what you wanted to do when you were in college? Or, you know, did something change and make you want to get into education? Well, that was definitely not my goal coming out of high school. But I will tell you um, the brief version, I guess, of my underdog story. I was um, a struggling college student at a very well-known HBCU and um, was having some trouble and needed someone to help resolve an issue. And for about a week, I couldn't find anyone to help me resolve this issue. And I was running out of time because I needed to register for some classes and ad drop period was almost over. 
And if I didn't register for those classes, I definitely would not have been able to continue school that semester or the upcoming semester. So when I was at like my last try to get uh, my schedule together, I actually ended up at the uh, president of the university's office and his uh, admin assistant she said to me, because I told her my story, what had happened, and she said, you know, you can definitely talk to the president, but let me tell you who can help you a little bit better. And she did something for me that was really where the trajectory of my career started. She said, I'm going to send you to the dean of the College of Business. And she picked up the phone and she called his admin to see if he was available. She didn't just send me back across the yard. She basically was like, let me see if he's available. When he, the admin answered the phone and she said, he's with somebody, but if she comes over, I'll make sure she sees him. And so I walked right over to the School of Business, waited about 15, 20 minutes. The second admin definitely made me feel at ease. She made me feel like I had been heard, that my um, problem would be resolved. And then when the dean was available, I went in, got a chance to speak with him. And I promise you within 15 or 20 minutes, he had resolved my entire issue and he looked at me and he said, go register for classes. And I knew in that moment, and I used to tell people I heard the voice of God. I don't know if I heard the voice of God, but in that moment, I was like, oh, I'm going to do what he does. So I set the rest of my course as, um, you know, someone who would, I thought I used, I used to think I wanted to be a college dean, but, you know, I'm not a college dean, but I am a college administrator. And that was the start of my career. I had someone listen to me, understand me. They didn't judge me. They didn't, you know, lecture me. He basically heard my problem and was able to resolve it in a matter of a few minutes. And those lessons have stuck with me this entire time through my career. So that's a little bit about my story. And that is how I got into higher education. I love it. <clears throat> I, I love that. You said you don't know if it was God, boys. It was somebody. It was a voice you heard. But I love that you said just from them people, you know, helping you. That's what it, what you wanted to do. You seem like, OK, I can add value in the student's life and I don't got to be a dean. I don't got to be somebody with a high, you know, title, because um, in education, I don't think titles really matter when it comes to kids. Um, but I love that. I kind of my story is not like that with education at all. Like school, me wasn't friends, um, didn't like school at all. I just end up getting a job and now I'm a teacher. And it's like, OK, I guess, you know, I didn't I wasn't expecting to go down that road. But when you're when you get into education, you so you were on the student side of it before you were on the admin side of it. So, you know what it's like to be like. Oh Lord, I ain't gonna be able to get in class. I'm gonna have to go back home, tell my people, I don't know what happened, whatever the case may be. So now you're on that other side. So what are so when you first started, we'll go when you first started. We didn't go. So when you first started, what was what was it like for you? Um doing the job and all those things because i know it wasn't you probably was like oh yeah i could do this and then when you got there um uh, uh, wait a minute um hold on i can i start somewhere else first um when i first started my career in higher education i actually got a job rather haphazardly in the financial aid office 
I did not have financial aid as an undergraduate student, so I knew nothing about the financial aid process. So I got this job and my director at that time was amazing. The first week I was there, she said to me, whatever you want to learn, I'll teach you. And she held true to that. She sent me the training on my third day. I was sitting in a training at the Department of Education. Like, I don't know what anybody is talking about. I don't know what any of this stuff means. They were using all of these, you know, all of these financial aid words that I had no idea about. But um, that was, you know, that was really the start. And I was able to hit the ground running with a lot of great support. And that's one of the things that I've tried to do since my time at, you know, as an undergraduate student. And through that period, you know, I recognize that I have needed that support from other people. So I have since built my career trying to be a support to the students that I encounter. So even in my first few months as a financial aid counselor, you know, I was still learning. And of course, I was learning about not just the university that I was working at, but also just really about the world, the world of student financial services, student loans and grants and scholarships and all of those things. And I encountered a lot of problems because when you're talking about money, you're going to hear everything. So you hear the sob stories, you hear the hard times, the low GPAs, the loss of scholarships. And that was that was rough, you know, because you don't you don't expect for people to be that forthcoming. But when you're in um, an administrative role in higher ed, you never know what you'll hear. So I've heard a lot of stories and and it always stuck in the back of my mind. You know, even if you've heard a similar story over and over again, that I've never heard it from that person that's in front of me. So it's really important for me to stay present and, you know, be empathetic. And try to help them resolve their problems. And if I can't do it to find someone else, you know, who can? Yeah. <clears throat> so I definitely know about. Uh, so before I get into what I was going to say, um, do you know Sally Mae? You, are you able to talk to her? And since you've been in financial aid for a minute, you ever to highlight her? No. I got to tell you, after about 10 years in financial aid, I actually switched sides and I moved to the admissions and the enrollment side. So I know nothing about financial aid anymore, or at least I try not to. Okay. I, I was just I was just, you know, asking for a friend if you knew Sally <laughs> Mae. That's all. I wish um, <laughs> but I love how you said like um every story might sound the same, but it's not the same because it didn't come from the same person. So it's not like uh the boy that who cried wolf it's like no i i haven't heard i haven't seen you in here so your story's different and i know you probably heard all kinds of stuff because you know people want their kids to go to college and sometimes it's the kids fault they didn't get the gpa because i did i listen i didn't get the gpa I, I got uh community colleges and one college and i was like oh okay i'm gonna go to this college because i you know, I didn't have no other opportunities. So I know how it is to be on that side of it and then needing financial aid or not knowing what kind of financial aid you can get. Because I'm pretty sure having a disability, I was supposed to be able to have some type of financial aid. Um, I think you, if you had a single mama, you were supposed to get some type of financial aid. Like, there's a lot of stuff I've learned after. So uh, we're not going to stick on that, but I just know you've heard all kinds of stuff. But just being on that side now, I think about it like it was some finance. It was some people who was supposed to help and wasn't nobody helping. You know, even even if you had bad grades or whatever, you still was supposed to get some type of help. 
So obviously that was probably a lot for you because you said you didn't last that long in there. So uh, I'm sure it is because when you hear those stories, it's kind of like being in a hospital and, you know, you seeing people come in and you see, you know, somebody might pass or whatever, but you, you seeing people almost daily come in with stories. And it's like, Golly, man, um, where the tissue at? Because you, you know, you don't want to see somebody get turned away or anything like that. Um, so you're you switched over to admin and kind of explain like what that kind of is. Um, in the sense, because you know, when you're a financial aid, you kind of know what that is. As an admin, what are you? What is that role that you do? What is that that you do for the school? So when I switched over from financial aid, I went to the admission side. And I basically went to the side where people are happy and excited because they get to learn about the school. <laughs> they, you get to give good news. Now, the truth is you still have to give bad news in admissions because not everybody gets in. So, of course, you have to break the news to people when their children don't get in, when they don't meet the GPA requirement. But I had learned how to give bad news very well because I had done it for so long in financial aid. You know, people don't get their scholarships renewed. You know, you learn to give bad news with grace. Um, so when I switched to the admission side, it really was more of the fun, the exciting uh, part of higher education. My role now is a little bit of a hybrid. It is admissions and registrar. So I actually kind of see a lot of stuff that happens on the front end. I see the students come in fresh and new as a freshman. And then I also see the students who are struggling, who need to kind of like I was, who maybe need to withdraw from a class, who needs to change their schedule. I see all of that. And I really do try to keep in mind who I was all those years ago, you know, when I was in undergrad, like I wasn't the greatest student. If you look at my transcripts that the classes that I liked, you would be able to tell because those are the A's and the B's. The classes that I didn't care that much for, you'll probably see the C's, the D's, the F's, the repeats, the F's, the repeats, all of those types of things. <laughs> but I learned that everything I went through during that time was really for me to give back to the students that I work with. None of those struggles that I went through were for me. None of those struggles. I mean, I ended up leaving that HBCU, going to a predominantly white institution. I mean, I've had all types of experiences as an undergraduate student. And even now, I still reach back into those experiences to be able to work with the students and the parents that I work with. Mm. I, I, I love you say you got to give a uh bad news with grace, <laughs> yeah. but I definitely, I definitely understand that. So, um, so what would you, so you went to a HBCU. I have a senior, um, that wants to go to the, that those, one of those schools, I don't know. She's went to, you know, a couple college visits. So what do you say to a student that wants to go there besides going to a predominantly white since you went to both and now you know the times when we're pitch, pitching going as black people go to black schools and those things so what are um what are some of the things that you would tell a young person that wants to go there um the pros of that 
I mean, there are pros and cons to every school and no school is perfect. That is the first thing I would tell anyone. You know, you're going to have good instructors. You may have some not so good instructors. You're going to have great roommates and friends. You may not have great roommates and friends. So it's, you know, it's really kind of what you make it. And I know everybody says that, but you have to kind of go into not just starting college, but starting that college search, really kind of knowing who you are, taking the time to get to know yourself and to be honest with yourself about who you are. You know what I mean? Like that's one of those things that I have kind of learned as I've moved through my career. A lot of people aren't honest. They're not honest with themselves. They're not honest with their parents. And so we have, you know, I run into a lot of parents who have great hopes and aspirations for their children. And they're like, oh, I want them to be a lawyer and a judge and a scientist and a doctor. And honestly, that child might not even like to read. That child might not like science. That child might be doing horribly in science. And I think that's when you have to have those conversations. And so I encourage students before they start applying to college, do your research. And today it's so much easier to do research on colleges and universities than it was when I first went to school. I mean, I'm, I'm definitely <laughs> of age when I had to wait for somebody to send a catalog in the mail. You season. You season. That's what we, we're going to stick to that. <laughs> but, you know, now you can just, you know, grab your phone, grab your iPad and jump online and find out almost anything on social media about the schools that you're interested in. And of course, you want to look, most schools are going to offer the same majors. I mean, there are some that may be a little bit different. Like if you're interested in marine biology, you should probably consider somewhere in Florida or California where there's ocean might not want to be in the middle of the United States, you know, studying marine biology. So it's some of that, but I think you have to be honest with yourself. If you're not ready to go away to college, don't go. You know what I mean? Don't feel the pressure of what your friends are doing. Don't feel the pressure of what your cousins did. You know, I think you just have to have that honest conversation with yourself and with your parents. So that's where I would start. And if you're looking at an HBCU, there are great schools all over this country, different sizes. Um, and so you really have to find the one that fits your personality because they all are a little bit different. You know, if you're all about the football games and, you know, pledging and all of that kind of stuff, then that's a part of what you should look for in your college search. If you're looking at a college that doesn't have any of those things that you're interested in, you might want to rethink your search, you know? Yeah, I I like that because the first part of the answer didn't just apply just to HBCUs. It applied to anybody going to college, like find yourself. And I think that that's very important because I remember being in college and I I like college is when I got my juice. Like I always like was a charming dude, but like, you know, I became myself um and it was like okay i kind of know who i am i mean you're gonna learn yourself year by year but if you kind of know what the goal is when you go in there and like all right i don't want to join uh you know this but i want to do this so i'm you know so you got to know what you want to do and because you'll get peer pressure college or the peer pressure to do this do that and then you'll end up um not doing good because you go party i, I 
definitely understand. And then, like you said, you got to be honest with your parents. Like, yeah. hey, hey, mom, um, I know you want me to do this, but that ain't it. Uh, this is what I want to do. I remember <clears throat> I called my mom. I'm like, hey, hey, mom, um, this class that I got on Friday morning, it's not working. Like, it's just not I, I'm struggling. I got to get up early. It's Friday in college. Friday, 8 a.m. class is different than um, Friday, 8 a.m. high school. So if you're listening, don't don't do that. Don't do Friday, 8 a.m. But I'm like, I'm trying to tell her and she like, no, stick it out. And I ended up flunking, you know, that class. And I was like, hey, I'm trying to tell you. So parents, listen to your kids because they know, like, I, I think nowadays kids being in school, they it's kind of like you kind of know what you're going to do because you have opportunities to do kind of what you want to do at a young age because of technology. So um, I like that. That's kind of the struggles that kids deal with because you said you've seen it. Like kids don't know who they are. Their self-esteem is low. They're a follower or they they ain't stand up to their parent yet. So with that, um, what what do you see parents do like that kind of affects a child? Like some of the things that parents do, because I because I'm a parent now. I don't want to be that parent you know, uh, or something I could, you know, share with her mom, something of that sort. Like, what what do you see parents do that could be maybe overbearing to a student? Because, you know, I definitely, parents, they be tripping. Um, You know, parents try to be helpful. One of the things that I know for sure is getting your child ready for college is a partnership. It's a partnership between the child the parent and the university. And I know sometimes parents, because they don't feel confident enough in, you know, that their student will get certain things done, the parent will step in. And that's fine because everybody needs help. But when the parent is talking more than the student, when I'm hearing from the parent more than I'm hearing from the student, that's a little bit of a red flag to me because it always makes me think if I never talk to the student, if the student's not asking the question, probably doesn't want to go to school. You know what I mean? <laughs> That's like the first thing. So parents, you know, in a in an effort to try to help, sometimes they just do too much. And that's a telltale sign. And that's one of those moments where the parents and the students need to probably have a conversation and allow the student to be open about what they're feeling in terms of the process. You know what I mean? Because students don't want to disappoint their parents. We know that for a fact. So they go along with a lot of stuff that really might not be what they want to do. I was uh, I had the privilege of doing a workshop a couple I guess it was maybe a year or so ago. And I was talking to the parents and the students. And one of the things that I shared was we live in a day and age where there are jobs and careers and things that as parents, we've never heard of. We've never experienced. We don't know what it is. And instead of shutting the child down about certain things, talk to the child, let the child, you know, help help the child explain it to you what a what a career in AI actually looks like, because most of us don't know what AI is. You know what I mean? And so instead of shutting the child down and thinking that sounds crazy, that's not a real career. That's when you have to have those open conversations and being receptive to that. So when I see parents who are kind of just doing everything they're doing the application they're logging in they're answering they're asking all the questions they're doing all the calls that 
that is already like sign number one that the student is probably not as invested as they should be. The other thing that I see parents doing that I that I wish they would do better about is a lot of times when parents are trying to help, they don't have the information that they need. So if you call me, <laughs> I may get a phone call and a parent is like, oh, I need to check on a math class. I work for a university. You know how many math classes there are? Like, I need to know what math from college algebra to trigonometry which math class you know that kind of stuff so that makes it a little bit harder sometimes to work with the parents when they call because they're trying to get stuff done but they don't really know what's needed i can't really help you if you don't have all the details and stuff so those are the two areas where i wish parents would you know maybe back off a little bit ask questions you know certainly work with your child but you know get the information and 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 really kind of encourage the student to speak for themselves definitely i definitely uh understand that because it's it's somewhat like you letting them off the leash like when you're doing everything for them it's like they know oh my mom's still gonna do this oh my dad's still gonna do this it's like no hey that like you said at the beginning of um the last answer you said it's a partnership so you gotta sit down as a parent hey I'm going to help you. I'm going to be there for you, but I'm not always going to be around. You know, something could happen to me and you still in college, you're going to have to figure it out. So it's like, like you said, as a parent, you got to know what your cl what classes your child taking. You can't, well, you, they, yeah, they taking that, that college, uh, that college math. College, what, what is college math? What talk, what, what number is it? What, what, you know, any, yeah, because parents, yeah, definitely. You got to know what, what's going on, but you also got to let your child bump their head. You got to let their child run into somebody like you and be like, hey, I don't, I don't know what the heck I got going on. Can you help? I need some help. Instead of always calling mom and dad. Cause, and like you said, parents, uh, your child might say they want to do something you ain't never heard of or you wasn't thinking of. Times are different. Um, yes. They're not the same and jobs are jobs are different. Like my little cousin, uh, I remember he's big. We, we lived in basically all white little city. He the big, he the only black dude. He big, tall. They thinking he about to come in and baseball and just be, you know, Babe Ruth. No, he was not good at all. And it was like, he's smart. He's into it. And that's what he does now. His parents understood that they didn't say, Oh, because he's six, four and this, no stick to that. Cause Technology is where it's at. Like, that's where the money is. That's where everything is. So I have a question because, um, like we just said, things are different now. So what do you say when a parent wants their child to go to college and a, a kid is kind of like, I don't need to go? Is there a still is there a need to go to college and and still as times are different and kids are getting famous off of YouTube and stuff like that? So like. Because I'm kind of like, I'm not on the fence, but I, you know, I'm one of those people like, is it still, is there still an importance? Because sometimes people get those degrees and all they got is that sheet of paper and they still got to go out in the field like everybody else. So I know you're on the other side, so you get to see the bigger picture of it. Well, to be honest, I don't think college is for everyone. And that's fine. 
because there are so many opportunities in this world today that people can become successful. They can build great careers. They can do what they want without stepping foot in a college. What I say to parents and students a lot of times is college will be here. So maybe this isn't the time for your child to go. But one of the great things about the world we live in today is that they have programs specifically for non-traditional age students. They have programs for adult students. I used to work, I spent a long time working primarily with adult students, those students that had started a degree maybe 10, 15 years ago and didn't finish and now they want to come back. So this is the great thing now is that you have more opportunities. So if this isn't the right time for someone to go to school, it doesn't mean that five years from now, they won't be able to go because there are so many opportunities to pursue a degree later on in life. Um, you know, I, I again, I just encourage parents and students to have that open and honest dialogue because there are some things. And sometimes what I will say is this, sometimes students don't understand enough about college to be successful. And so I am the person who tries to be open when it comes to discussing career opportunities. So a lot of times, if I can kind of tell that a student is not sure, I'm going to ask them, what is it that you're thinking about doing? If they tell me that they're interested in something like fashion, then that's going to be a specific discipline and there's going to be a specific college and some specific internships and opportunities like that that they would need to find. That's not something that you would necessarily do like at the university that I currently work for. You know what I mean? I don't have fashion, so I wouldn't encourage anybody. I'd be like, you may want to look into this a little bit more. For those students who want to start their own business, I mean, I tell them all the time, you don't need a college degree to start your own business get out there and start it. You know what I mean? There's a lot of classes through the small business uh, administration that are free, that help you get started. A lot of opportunities there, um, a lot of resources. So I, I just try to have those open conversations with people to let them know, like, you may have some other opportunity. You may have some other choices besides college. Now, if somebody tells me they want to be a medical doctor, yeah. Come on. Yeah, come, come, on. Come, on, come, on. Need, come on, go to school. And you're going to yeah. need to really like science. Now, if you say you don't like science, then we're going to need to rethink medicine. Yeah. And I uh, I like what you said, uh, that you're you're open. Like, you you real with them. Like, because I think, like you said, like somebody want to start a business, sometimes they don't know how. And their parents are like, oh, you got to go to college because their parents went to college. And it's like, right. I, don't, you don't, I don't got to like with fashion. Like you still can go to a university, but you don't need to go to a big one. You know, it's certain it's certain colleges that you can even go online. You could be at the crib and you know doing it or whatever. Uh, so I like that answer. That that helps. Like just be just have an honest conversation. That's again where the student has to know who they are and what they want to do. Because sometimes you just like, oh, I just want to go to college and go to college, and then you get there and you didn't been there two years and you you ain't uh, figured out what you want to do. And you haven't accomplished nothing. You just that's there. Yeah, I'm still at school. What you doing? I, I'm, I'm, I'm. Yeah, I'm. You know. Yeah, I, I know what. That's exactly because you don't know what's going on. So, again, like parents, more adults will probably listen. But share this with your children. 
because they need to know themselves. Because some of us, it, we didn't get to know ourselves. I didn't know who I was. So I was in my 30s because just how life, you know, ended up. And you want to know who you are and what you what your purpose and what you want to do when you get before you go to college, before your parents drop you off. Um, because sometimes your parents, they, they drop you off and they don't, they don't come back. They don't send a care package. They just say, go handle it. And you figure it out on your own. I remember that day, like nothing. See you later. You got groceries. Ho- holla at you. All right. Everybody else, you know, parents stay. That's another story. But, uh, so on the, so we went with the students. We went to parents. So on like, I wouldn't say. You you probably know educators, administrators. So on that side of things, what um, challenges do they have with – what challenges do they have within themselves that you might see dealing with, um, you know, students coming in or – and stuff like that? Because I know sometimes it can be, you know, you have a couple hundred students, you know, you're hearing all these stories, all these different things. You got to handle that. Like, how do you see, like, on that end, the challenges that they face? I think some of the challenges in higher ed are the same as in everything else. You know, burnout. Um, there's less staff. You know, sometimes you're overworked. I, I think those are the two main things, you know, because it's depending on your role in higher education, you really may find yourself like, talking to people all day long and hearing story after story and, you know, putting out fires and you can do that, but there comes a point where you need to take a break from that. And sometimes you're not able to take a break because if you're short staffed, if, you know, you've had a lot of turnover and you're, you know, one of three people in your department and you're responsible for a thousand people, you know, you still gotta, you, you still gotta keep going. So I think, For administrators, sometimes it's really easy to lose sight of what's important and the student is important. And you have to kind of keep that in the back of your mind, even though you're tired, even though you said the same thing over and over again, you've answered the same question a hundred times, you've talked to all the parents, you've done all the presentations. You know, you have to remember that it's still someone is still counting on you and the student is the most important person in you know in front of you at that time and i think sometimes that's easy to forget because you're just trying to get stuff done you're just trying to get stuff done so whether you're doing financial aid and you have so many you know scholarships to process so many loans to process or if you have to read so many essays so that you can make admissions decisions sometimes you forget that it is a person you're dealing with and i will tell you that's one of the things that you know going back to my original story at hbcu they never called you by name you had to anytime you approached any office you had to know your student id number Like you never could just walk up and say, hey, I'm Shauna. They'd be like, what's your ID number? Because at some point you really weren't a person anymore to a certain extent. You were a number. So much so that I remember my number, my ID number some 25 years later. I still remember that number. It's actually been more than 25 years. But anyway, (laughs) when I'm talking to the student, when I'm talking to the student, you know, I'm trying to remember 
that this is a person. This person has dreams, they have hopes, they have aspirations. And I can either be, you know, a hindrance to that or I can be a help to that. And I always want to try to be as helpful as possible. Not that I can resolve everybody's issues because there are certain things that are definitely out of my um, area of expertise. But if I can't do it, I do want to put you in touch with the right person. But it, it's, it's important to remember that because it's easy to be overworked. Like when you have a really busy day and you've had people asking you question after question after question, by the time you get to that 50th person, you know, you could just be exhausted. You haven't had any lunch. You haven't had enough coffee, whatever it is. You could be exhausted. And now you're mad with that person. And they're just seeing you for the first time. You know? Yeah, definitely. Uh, definitely understand that. Um, because as an educator, you deal with that, um, depending on where you're at in the school, what grade and all those, especially with the, the burnout. And sometimes you do, you forget, like you said, you forget it's about the student. And I think those are the people that remember that it's about the student are the ones that have the impact the most on the student because they, it's like, it's kind of like a job. It's like, now you're, for example, you're an administrator, but you always go back to your story. I remember being in a year shoot, so I'm not going to, you know, act a certain way because I got a title or I'm doing this or I'm on the other side of the table. Sometimes people uh, in a job will get a title and then they forget, well, right. two weeks ago you was just doing this, so don't get beside yourself. And I love that you you don't, you, you know, it's like, it's about you. I remember being in your shoes. I remember my friend was in your shoes and it's, it's about the student because every student is different. Every student goes through, you know, you hear crazy stories, just being around kids. Um, the times we're in, it's a little different. I mean, they still have the same issues as, well, I would say maybe, I don't know if I'm a generation. Uh, we don't leave that alone. I, was, I don't know. We somewhere, cause you said of you, 25 plus, uh, um, I'm only 36, so I don't know. <laughs> I got a few years on you for sure. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So uh, like this generation deals with somewhat different stuff or similar to the same. And it's like, we got to remember that. Like there's kids out there that deal with hard times and different difficult times, uh, just like we did. And when we remember that, it's like, you can help them a little bit more or you know where they're coming from. And it's not you're quick to judge or whatever the case may be. Um, so we didn't talked about, I think everybody we didn't cover them. Um, let's see. Give I oh, do I want another one? Do I want another question? So how do you feel? Um, does so with college and with COVID, before we get into the tips, um with COVID, you know, it's turning virtual. College is kind of almost, it was kind of virtual before, kind of always kind of have been, but do you see it going more virtual um, as time goes, like to where people might not even be on campus? Um, or do you do you think it, it should just try to stay where it's at? Because college is kind of virtual. You don't always have to go into class. Well, here's the thing, depends on what you need to do, because some things you're going to actually have to be in the classroom for. Um, you can't get around that. But 
there were a lot of colleges that already had like obviously online programs. So when COVID came, they were able to pivot very quickly and move all the students to online. There were other universities that weren't able to handle it because you have to have certain equipment and technology in order to provide live classes virtually, um, all of that kind of stuff. And some universities, smaller colleges, smaller universities didn't have that. And so they kind of struggled a little bit. What I have seen, though, is there has been an uptick in applications for a lot of colleges simply because students kind of miss being in person. You know, and that's not for everybody. Some people definitely prefer online and they've been happy and they've done well online you know, even through high school, elementary, everything. But there are a pretty significant group of students that not only miss being in person and miss that camaraderie, but they also didn't do as well. So I think we're seeing some of that. We're seeing an uptick in students wanting to come back to campus, wanting to be with their peers, wanting to have that in-person experience because it's nothing like a live class where, you know, you can say something to your friend, you can talk to the teacher right afterwards, you can go and get additional help from the tutor, you know, immediately after class. So we, we, I've seen some uptick in that. Um, I will say this about online classes. That's another one. And I know I've said it repeatedly. That's another one where you have to really know yourself because online classes, people think, oh, it's online. It's easier. Yeah, it's flexible, but it's not easier. And if you're not self-disciplined and you're not that person who, you know, is going to keep up because the truth is you probably do more work online <laughs> than you do sitting in the class for an hour and a half. Because you can sit in the class for an hour and a half. They give you so many chapters. You read those, you're done. But when you're online, you know, sometimes you'll have to check in two or three times a week with the discussion questions. You got to read. You got to be, you know, present in the class. It's a lot. And if you don't have the time or if you don't manage your time well, you're not going to do well. And so I I have to caution people to be careful about, oh, yeah, I'm going to school online. I'm going to school online because there are some classes like I've done both online and in-person classes. Um, when I was in grad school, I had the combination of both. I will tell you, there are some classes that I would never take online. I would not take an accounting class online. Hmm. Certain things you, you know, for me, I know myself well enough to know I need to be sitting in front of you and I need to be right there front row paying attention to everything. Like some things I'm not going to be able to pick up on my own online. And I think people have to be very aware of what those things are. If you're not someone who likes to read a lot you might struggle in some online classes because you may have to read a number of chapters just on your own. So I just tell people, think about that before you jump into a completely online program. And again, for the traditional age student, like I said, they, they like the camaraderie of being in the classroom and the activities and doing all the things. They were happy to see sports come back and, you know, clubs and organizations. So, you know, definitely... I've seen, I've seen both, 
you know, of course, during COVID, people, everybody was a little bit nervous. So people were happy not to come to class. But I think when you, you know, we've been in that for what, two years plus, people are kind of a little bit tired, you know? Yeah, definitely. I, I like the the breakdown of it because I, I online classes, yeah, and I, I wouldn't I wasn't part of that ministry because like you said, you gotta have that self-discipline. Cause it could be like you got one class where you kind of get on a Zoom or something and they like, okay, you gotta get all this work done and you moving throughout your day and you forget, oh, I got this work. But when you know, oh, I gotta be in class at this time, I gotta be in class at this. So I know next time I got class, I gotta have this assignment. So it's different, like you said, you gotta know yourself. Uh and I think for everybody, for especially for me, like like not having the students there, what I, I they they on the Zoom. I teach elementary school, so they on the Zoom. They chilling, playing. They ain't doing nothing. Ain't listening. It's like this is not it. Cause I need to be a. I need to be able to so you can see me, so I can get in your face and you can. Hey, let's get this work done instead of me on the Zoom. So it definitely for everybody, not just you know students. For me as an educator, I'm like I need the kids. And it was weird with the mask, though, because you got to wear the mask. That was a whole lot, like, just that whole little thing, uh, dealing with kids, especially with little kids, because they, like, you know, they're not wearing a mask. And I think with, like, the older kids, it's like you said, they miss the camaraderie. They miss going to the games. Like, that's that's big in college and going to different organizations, parties or clubs and stuff like that. So I definitely understand that. So I think I got the – where I want to go with the tips because I have a senior. She's going to be a senior this year. And what are three tips you would give? I'm going to ask. It's a two-parter for parents and students. Three tips like getting ready for college, what they can do, um, what they can do to help each other or help themselves to get their child ready or get themselves ready. So three tips. The first thing I would say to the student, don't be afraid to pivot. So if you think that you're interested in studying marketing, but you start researching and you have an opportunity to maybe like sit in a college class or visit a college and you decide you want to do something else, don't be afraid to look into that. You know what I mean? You don't have to stick with it. And the earlier you make a decision, if, especially if you're going to shift gears, the better it is. You know, don't don't just make yourself study business if you're not interested in business. Um, and I would say the same thing for the parent. You know, allow your student to pivot if that's you know, even though they've been talking about being an attorney all their lives, if all of a sudden they decide that they want to go into cybersecurity, encourage that. You know, encourage them to look into that because that may be a better fit for them. Or, you know, people change their minds all the time and that's okay. Um, the other tip would be to remember that higher education is a partnership. You know, there are a lot of things that students can do on their own, but there will be moments that if nothing else, the student may need your support. As a parent, as a grandparent, an aunt, an uncle, students need that support. You know, they go through a lot being in school, you know, taking exams, uh, making sure you're taking the right classes, trying to graduate on time, trying to graduate with as little debt as possible. Sometimes it becomes overwhelming. And even if the, even the most independent student would need someone to talk to. So, you know, 
make sure that you remember that it is a partnership from admissions through graduation. You know what I mean? It's a partnership. And then honestly, my biggest tip, not just ask questions, but ask good questions. And I can give you an example of that. I have a lot of people call. I've talked to hundreds and hundreds of students over my career. And people will call and say stuff like, oh, I have a question about my GPA. What about it? Well, I need to know what to do. What about it? <laughs> so I need people to be more specific. It helps if you're more specific with your questions so that you can say, hey, my GPA is a 2.0. I need to know how I can get my GPA up to a 3.0. That's a more specific question. That's mm. something that I can sit down and say, okay, let's look at your class schedule. But if you come in with my GPA is a 2.0, I need to know what to do. Yes, that's a question. What am I supposed to do with that question? So ask good questions. Be very clear. And if you're not sure, it's okay. Just say, I'm not really sure what I'm trying to ask but here's what I'm trying to do. And I can help you navigate through that process because I'm going to ask you enough questions so that I can make sure I'm answering what you are really trying to get to. I, I, I love, I love those tips and like asking questions is important. And like you said, even if maybe you don't know, be like, Hey, I don't know, but this is what I, you know, because sometimes you feel like, oh, I don't know what to say. I don't need to ask. No, that's when you really need to ask. You need to really go in there. Hey, I don't, my mom, she ain't really, you know, she don't really know what to do. I don't really got no help. I, you know, what's going on? What can we do to help me be better at whatever it is or do better, whatever the case may be? So definitely ask those questions. Remember, it's a partnership. And then, like you said, pivot, like. A lot of people don't pivot or they wait too long to pivot. And then they in school six, seven years and they were supposed to go for four because you waited to year three to want to pivot. And yeah. And parents, let your kid pivot if that's what, because your, your kid going to know more than you going to know. You're going, oh, all his life he talked about being a doctor. No, that's because you always talked about him being a doctor. They don't want to be no doctor. If you, you know, sometimes you got to look from the outside in as a parent. I definitely, you know, have, have to do that because I have two and they're different. So you got to look from the outside in and see, OK, what they like to do or whatever the case. And then if they do pivot, you're like, OK, I, I, OK, I can see that. And you, you go with it because as adults, we got to make our own mistakes. We got to you know, right. jump out there and jump in the lake and see if we can swim. So we got to let our kids do the same thing. So um, before we get to how people can reach you, how, you know. Um, the end of the, the show, I have a question. What's the underdog quote? It could be something, you know, you got written down, something you heard, something you live by, but a quote. I just call it an underdog quote because it's underdog talk. So what is your underdog quote? Wow. I don't know that I have an underdog quote. Let me see here. That's tough. No, no, no. Yeah, it is. Um, underdog quote. I, you, you, you. I know you got a quote. <laughs> I know you got it. You didn't. You, you've been in in education for um, umpteen amount of years. You didn't read uh, thousands of books. 
You done been around uh, quotes on teacher's desk. Teacher, uh, you probably got quotes on your desk. I know you know something. Let me see. What? Wow. Yeah, you got me with that one because I actually don't have a quote that I can think of except, let me, hold on, let me make sure I get it right. Oh, it's not really a quote, but it's Newton's, one of Newton's law. <laughs> it's basically for every action, there's an, equal and there's an equal and opposite reaction. So just kind of pay attention to what you do, what you put out there, what you're trying to do so that you can get the right reactions. That sounds like a quote to me. <laughs> oh, my goodness. That was not that difficult. You act like I was pulling teeth. That was or, <laughs> not, see, because a lot, because on you know podcasts they have a question, and you know I don't like. Sometimes I don't. I'm gonna stop telling people what I uh, the last at the end what I'm gonna ask, so they don't even know, so I can just pop it up on them. Because I used to ask people like, what what was your top uh, three sitcoms or your top cereal as a kid? I used to just ask random questions just to. You know, see what people, you know, like I could have did that with you, but, who, who, you know, it, that, that's no here or there. We're talking about education. So um, how can people reach you? Um, social media. Do you have, you know, everybody got some type of social media, I think. Right. So on Instagram, I'm Shauna underscore day, I believe. On Facebook, I'm Shauna Day. <laughs> and um, you can reach me via email at shaunaday1 at gmail.com, one, the number one. And then just one last thing. I also have a college readiness workbook. And um, if you have show notes, I can send you the link for your show notes. Yep, definitely got the show notes. I actually looked, I've seen that uh, that workbook. So yeah, um, definitely we'll have all your the links because you know everybody spells their name different. So I, I will have all that in the show notes and we'll have for you know, people to reach out for the link. I probably gonna have some more questions. I'm gonna I'm gonna ask my daughter if she got some questions, so then we can ask some questions. Uh, you know, offline, so you could be help. I'm sure you could be helpful because it's weird being a parent and you got a kid almost going to college. I know. Like, yeah, and then, <laughs> I then I got this. Then I got this little third grader still. You know, he he got a long time. He he don't know what he want to do. One day is baseball. One day is basketball. Next is I want to be on YouTube. So, but you know, no. that's good. Let him see it all. Let him see it all because that's the only way you know where you have an aptitude for. Yeah, I told him just pick one thing and just be great at it. And he he, he getting there. He, he don't I don't know why he hasn't chose basketball. That's something he's very good at been doing since he came out the womb, basically. And it's like I think he I think he realized I got to put in real work. And I don't know if he's ready to put in that work yet. I think that's why. He, he like I really gotta get out here and do it. So well, I'm I'm gonna work on them. You know, uh, how you can reach me on social media is Underdog Talk Podcast on Facebook, Instagram, uh, YouTube. Now that I have the video, and I think that's it. Yeah, and then ChristianDewan.com. Use the promo code Underdog Talk. Uh, Underdog Talk Podcast at Gmail. If you got good, bad things, if you want to be a guest, know somebody. You know, I take all feedback, good or bad, because I definitely want to get better. Um, what are, I need closing words. Need you know, uh, let the church so we can get our tithes and you know get up out of here. 
So what's the closing, closing word? Ask questions. Ask all the questions you can ask. I tell my students and parents, I don't care if you have to ask me the same question a hundred times. I would much rather for you to ask the question than for you to be making it up. And on that note, peace, one love. Thank you.